Welcome to the Fat Talks podcast. Here we will share lessons to help you on your business and fitness journey. I'll be sharing practical solutions from building my business and having mind-opening conversations with amazing personalities too. My name is Tommy Rotimi. I'm the founder and creative director of Exclamations by Tommy Rotimi, a proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand I founded almost two decades ago. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line, a book on life lessons for fitness and business. Welcome to Fat Talks. Welcome to another episode of Fat Talks. Today's Fat Talk is all about managing complaints, managing customer complaints, managing a bad experience that a customer may have had with your brand, managing a disgruntled customer. How do you manage this so that the customer remains a customer even after the issue has been resolved? I want to throw in some statistics here first before we go into the meat of this. One out of 26 unhappy customers will make a complaint to your company. One out of 26 customers will come back with feedback after having a bad experience. However, one unhappy customer will tell an average of 15 people about their bad experience. So if we do the math, we're saying almost 400 people will be informed when one customer has a bad experience. On the flip side, even though we generally believe that referrals is the best way to grow organically, most customers may not necessarily tell a lot of people about their good experience. They might refer you know, so if somebody comes to, to a customer or to someone and says, oh, where did you get your hair done? You know, they may be quick to say, oh, I got it done at uh, Salon ABC. However, they may not offer that information without somebody making that inquiry. But if they had a really bad experience with, at that salon, it will come up in conversation to say, oh, guess what? I went to this salon and they botched my hair. I went to this salad and, you know, the, the music was really loud or the, the, the stylists were not pleasant. They would offer that information. This is why it is so important that we have a strategy for managing complaints. Because with every amazing experience that you give your customer, one bad experience can unravel everything. So this is kind of a backdrop, you know, that I want you to consider for this episode. This is what this is all about. The reality is, no matter how great your processes are, how well trained your team may be, how customer focused your business may be, at some point, with all the balls we are forced to juggle as as entrepreneurs, you will miss the mark. You will drop the ball at some point. There will be an experience with a bad customer. Sometimes it will be your fault. 
Sometimes you did drop the ball and you've done something wrong. Other times, it could be the customer's expectations that were not well managed. Sometimes it could be a customer who was just having a bad day and she took it out on you or on your team. Sometimes a customer falls through the cracks. It will happen. So you must have a strategy to manage this. This is what we're talking about today. So I'm going to talk through a few tips, a few things I want you to do when you do have this experience. And this is based on an experience I had recently. One that just actually got resolved yesterday. And I'm going to talk you through um, what happened. I'm going to share my experience so that you know um, in practical terms what to do and what not to do. The first thing I want you to do is to not take it personal. And when you're training your team, I need you to have that conversation with them. This is possibly the most important point I'm going to make today. To realize that when a customer has a bad experience with you, she's having a bad experience with your products, with your processes, or with your brand. It has nothing to do with you as a person. So don't take it personally. Don't name call. Don't roll your eyes. Don't begin to make some personal, you know, assumptions and say to the customer, oh, that's not how I am. No, nobody is interested in your own moral standing. What is important is that the customer had a bad experience with your brand, your process, or your team. And this is what you need to focus on. Don't take it personal and stay calm. Sometimes the customer may blow up her, you know, her complaint. Where you feel like, Okay, I did drop the ball, but I'm not sure it warrants this level of agitation. It could really have nothing to do with you. Like the the scale of her response may have nothing to do with you. She might be upset with somebody else. She might just have been having a bad day. It might be that time of the month. It might be a culmination of several things that has happened to her that week or that month and unfortunately you get the brunt of it whatever the case may be understand that you are still in the business of serving this customer even when she's upset with you and even when it's not your fault so first thing i want you to react to do is don't take it personal right and stay calm this might be extremely difficult to do But when you are handing a customer's complaint, you are adding fuel to fire. If you are also expressing um, anger at that point. Number two, you need to listen. In staying calm, I don't want you to stay calm and tune out. I want you to stay calm and listen. Don't stay calm and tune out. Just waiting for the customer to finish blabbing so that you can have your own um, word in. You need to listen because this is a teachable moment for you. This will teach you what matters to the customer and possibly how to avoid this type of thing happening again. You need to listen to the subtle inferences, the subtle complaints that the customer is making. 
Sometimes from listening to the customer, you realize that, you know what, this customer is not a good fit for my brand. So I need to be a bit more intentional about attracting the right kind of people. You need to listen to see if the customer's expectations were not well managed. Maybe what she was expecting was far removed from what you had promised. Listening would also teach you what it is that is important to the customer. What you consider to be important may not be what they consider to be important. There is so much to learn from just listening to the customer. Listen and teach your team to listen as well. Number three, empathize. Be kind. If a customer has paid for a service and she has not received it, there is nothing that leaves a bitter taste in a person's mouth than this. I've paid for a service and I have not received the service or I have not gotten what I consider to be my money's worth. Now, like I said, I know that there are exceptions where the customer is unreasonably difficult. But in general, most people that come back with a complaint didn't get what they consider to be their money's worth. So put yourself in the shoes of the customer. I'll give myself as an example, like what I, what I went through yesterday. So I had paid for a service and the brand that I'm trying obviously not to mention names here or to even mention the service. So I had paid for a service and I was supposed to respond before the product would be delivered or before the service would be rendered. Now I missed that email. I actually never got the email. I believe the email went into an inbox that was full, so it never delivered. So the long and short of it was that I did not get the value. And by the time I was informed, time had lapsed and I had lost money. So you can imagine how upset I was. The vendor, though, kept trying to find how to pass blame. She kept trying to find out where I dropped the ball. It made me feel so angry. Like, whatever the case may be, whoever may have dropped the ball, I have dropped money and I have not received service. That is the beginning and the end of this thing. So even if it's going to cost you a little bit, your focus should be on getting me value. This is where empathizing comes in. This is where being kind comes in. If you're only looking at things from the perspective of your brand, your business, how much money you've lost or gained or time you've wasted, and you're not looking at it from the perspective of a customer who has paid money, who has not received service, chances are you are not a customer-focused business. And chances are this customer will never come back because that vibe is something that we feel immediately when you're dealing with a brand that isn't kind or doesn't empathize you feel it because it's the blame game it's unlikely that i will go back to this brand but even if i did i will be very very careful because now i sense that they are not as customer focused as I would like them to be. 
So be kind. Kindness sells. Kindness is the one thing that could turn this whole thing around and make a disgruntled customer a raving fan. Number four, you need to acknowledge the issue. Now this one, I see this happen a lot. Where, like I said, the customer has pointed out what went wrong. You are taking this beyond that and referencing other secondary issues that have come out of this. This was another thing that I experienced. In playing the blame game, you are trying to create other issues that have nothing to do with the issue at hand because you are trying to avoid taking responsibility. Now, again, the customer can sense this. The customer can sense that you're trying to avoid the main issue. Instead, you are trying to lay blame on her, right? So please, when dealing with a disgruntled customer, ensure you are focused on the issue. So if the issue is, look, the customer bought a dress, the dress did not fit. Stop trying to make this about all the color the customer requested, the time the customer ordered it, the tailor that didn't work on it right, the customer did not return it early. Like this, these are little minor issues, but the main issue is that the dress did not fit. So what do you do? Option one is to change the dress. Make another dress for the customer that fits. Option two is to amend the dress. Alter it so that it fits. Option number three is to offer the customer a refund so that she can go and get another dress that fits. Right. Obviously, if you have clearly stated return policies and refund policies, this will help manage the customer's expectations. But even beyond that, you have to make um, calls based on your discretion when you know a customer has really been unfairly treated. There are two things this will do for you. When you focus on the issue and you are able to deal with the issue, it allows this matter to be resolved quickly and it also allows you to move on to other things because for every minute you are stuck on an issue that should have been resolved, you're wasting time and you're wasting money and you're losing opportunities. So please acknowledge the issue very quickly so that you can resolve it. Stop trying to make issues out of non-issues that have arisen as a result. Number five, apologize. Apologize and thank the customer for bringing this issue to your notice. You know one thing that an apology does? It diffuses the tension. When a customer is really upset and she's raising her voice and she's trying to get her point across, If you start your response with, I am so sorry that you went through this. I apologize that you experienced this with us. This is how I intend to fix it. How do you suggest we fix it? What do you think we can do to make this better? You don't need to use these terms as I have. And you certainly don't want to sound cliche. But the apology immediately diffuses the situation. And it allows the customer to get off the defensive or the offensive, right? And you really do want the customer to get off the offensive and begin to get back to a resolution situation, right? Like, how how can we fix this thing? 
okay, so we messed up. What can we do to fix it? How can you help us help you? Right? So apologize. Then thank the customer for bringing this to your notice. Because this point, this, this point of um, thanking the customer, what it does is it makes things professional. And it also makes the customer feel like she's doing something good, right? It makes her feel like you appreciate feedback and you appreciate the fact that she's brought this complaint to you. So all of a sudden, you are in a partnership situation. When you say, I'm sorry, but thank you. So let's fix it together. Suddenly, she's now willing to work with you to resolve the situation. Of course, within reason. There are extreme cases, but what I find is most people just want this thing resolved. They are not interested in making you feel bad or in dragging this matter for too long. They want the issue resolved. Thanking them makes them feel like, okay, I don't need to feel bad for complaining. I can actually just move on, right, and get this thing fixed. Number six, ask questions. This is a learning opportunity for you and for your team. Ask questions so that the customer can be part of the solution as well. The bigger solution that may have, um, that may be resolved for your company and not necessarily for this customer. So if this customer fell through the cracks, if, for instance, you are in the business of fashion and a customer ordered a dress off your website, she received the dress and um, the size she, she bought was not the size she received. If you ask the right question, go through the customer's process with her and find out that, okay, maybe your size chart was not as uh, clear as it should have been. Maybe you made assumptions about her size that you shouldn't have. Maybe you didn't give an opportunity for her to give you the details you needed to determine her correct size. These are bigger issues that can prevent this issue from happening again. So ask as much questions as possible and let the customer know that the reason you're asking for these questions is because you're trying to resolve her issue and more importantly, you're trying to prevent it from happening again. It's not that you are trying to lay blame, right? Number seven, and this one is super, super important. Make it quick. Resolve this thing quickly. One of the problems I had with um, this vendor was that there was no urgency. I didn't sense urgency initially. And I had to actually look for somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody, you know, and as time was going by, right, I was losing more money and I was losing the opportunity to do what I wanted to do. This was actually the most upsetting part of everything for me. So when a customer's complaint comes in, and you know it's a genuine complaint, treat it speedily. This is not the time to say, oh, sorry, ma'am, your, your refund will be processed in the next three weeks, you know. Immediately, the customer is like, I paid you in, within a few minutes and the dress doesn't fit. Your return policy says I can get a refund. Now you're telling me to take two weeks. You know, a customer wants to alter something. She sends it back for a video alteration so that it will be a perfect fit. 
you know that you know this was your fault but instead of getting you know it sorted quickly you say to the customer oh i'll send it in for alteration but it will take another month you know i know these are extreme examples but these things happen right this is adding insult or injury one would think that you would try to endear the customer to yourself and fix the situation as quickly as possible i know in some instances especially when there are issues you are trying to solve you know between you and a customer who maybe is an international customer is outside the country there are logistic issues but in general do your best to resolve this issue as quickly as possible last point very important is for you to document the process document this entire process and use it as training material for your team so that it doesn't happen again once you document it go back to your process and block any loopholes or any cracks that may in any way encourage this thing to happen again if you don't document it with time you will forget and in forgetting you will repeat the situation that's it for me for today like i said it is inevitable that you will um not have a disgruntled customer at some point you will have a disgruntled customer you will drop the ball you will have a situation where a customer is genuinely you know upset with you because of something you have or have not done so have a strategy around resolving this have a refund policy have an alteration service policy have a system in place that allows customers to give feedback so that more people with complaints can come forward right if you do all of this then you'll be able to manage a bad situation a little bit better so that's it for me for today thank you so very much for listening please listen to this over and over and over again don't forget to get the book fat transfer from waistline to bottom line you can get it on Amazon and you can get it on my website, tomirotimi.com. Thank you so much for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This was an amazing episode. Please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Also, buy the book. Bad Transfer from Westline to Bottom Line is available on Amazon and also on www.tomirotimi.com. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what resonated with you in the episode or in the book by tagging me on Instagram at tommy.rotimi or tag the book page Fat Transfer by Tommy. Looking forward to the next episode. Tune in, please. Thank you and bye.